Speak Indo podcast is a medium to think about life while learning about the Indonesian language and culture. Hi, I'm Natasha, the host of Speak Indo podcast. The first part of the story will be narrated in the Indonesian language. The second part will be in English. The transcript is available on our blog, speakindo.life, and our YouTube, Speak Indo channel. Season 2, Episode 9, The Mask of Life Saya lahir di Temanggung, Jawa Tengah, dari keluarga yang sederhana. Ayah saya keturunan Cina dan ibu saya orang Jawa. Kakek saya dari ayah saya beragama Konghucu, sedangkan nenek saya dari ayah beragama Kristen. Sedangkan di sisi keluarga ibu mereka beragama Islam. Saya sendiri dibesarkan secara Kristen. Mempunyai latar belakang yang multikultural sebenarnya kekayaan, tapi sayangnya sejak saya kecil hingga sekarang, saya hidup menjadi orang minoritas yang seperti orang minoritas lainnya, saya pun mengalami diskriminasi. Sejak saya kecil, saya sudah harus mengubah nama Cina saya menjadi nama Indonesia. Sejak zaman penjajahan, Belanda menggunakan ras Cina dan agama untuk menjadi bahan pemecah belah bangsa Indonesia. Dan strategi ini, terutama suasana anti-Cina, hingga sekarang pun masih dipakai oleh sesama orang Indonesianya sendiri yang menginginkan kekuasaan baik di bidang politik maupun bisnis. Beranjak waktu saya kuliah di tahun 1974 di Sekolah Seni Tari, Akademi Seni Tari Yogyakarta, saya pun awalnya sering diremehkan dan dianggap saya tidak akan menjadi orang yang sukses. Selain karena ras dan agama, karir saya sebagai seniman pun menjadi bahan olokan orang pada waktu itu. Mereka memanggil saya dengan sebutan banci. Padahal saya lahir utuh dan masih utuh hingga sekarang. Panggilan itu dikarenakan saya menari tarian cross gender. Akan tetapi setelah saya dianggap sukses dan menjadi dikenal di dalam dan luar negeri, maka tanggapan masyarakat mulai berubah sampai saat ini. Bahkan saya sering dianggap panutan dalam berkesenian dan melestarikan seni tari tradisi Indonesia. Padahal sejak dulu, Indonesia mempunyai berbagai macam tarian cross-gender dari daerah yang berbeda-beda. Misalnya, di Jawa Tengah, kesenian ketoprak pada zaman dahulu semua pemainnya adalah laki-laki. Jawa Timur dikenal dengan kesenian yang bernama Ludrup. Di Bali ada Arjemuani. Muani itu laki-laki, Arje nama kesenian yang seperti opera karena menggunakan lagu atau tembang dalam berdialog. Di Sumatera ada kesenian yang disebut rande yang pemainnya adalah pria untuk karakter wanita, sering disebut sebagai biduan. Kemudian di Sulawesi juga ada uh, komunitas bisu yaitu pendeta-pendeta waria sakti. Bahkan di Jepang pun ada istilah onagata yang artinya pria yang memerankan wanita di dalam kesenian kabuki. Ada juga yang disebut takarasuka 
yang semua pemainnya perempuan yang memerankan karakter wanita dan laki-laki. Selain di Jepang, di India juga ada yang kesenian yang sejenis cross gender yaitu dalam kesenian katakali dan kucipudi juga di Siraikela. Kemudian di Tiongkok di Cina pun opera Cina atau Peking Opera ada salah satu tokoh yang menjadi panutan dan menjadi maestro yaitu Mei Lan Fang yang museumnya ada di Beijing itu juga laki-laki yang memerankan wanita. Di tahun 1980 saya mulai menciptakan konsep tarian cross gender dengan dua muka. Namanya sekarang disebut Dwi Muka. Saya menari membelakangi penonton dengan kepala saya yang bertopeng. Penonton berpikir itu adalah muka saya, sehingga saat saya berputar menghadap ke penonton, akhirnya mereka sadar selama ini yang mereka lihat hanyalah ilusi bagian belakang. Dan saat penonton sadar, biasanya mereka akan kaget dan tertawa, bahkan memberikan aplaus tepuk tangan. Begitulah kehidupan manusia, Banyak kita temui kelucuan dalam kehidupan seperti komedi yang saya sajikan di panggung. Manusia pun mempunyai dua muka selama menjalani kehidupannya dengan berakting seperti aktor-aktor. Karena dalam diri manusia sebenarnya ada dualisme. Ada sisi maskulin dan feminin, ada yang baik, ada yang jelek. Saya juga berakting dan melakukan komedi untuk mencari sesuap nasi di panggung kesenian. Tapi bagaimana orang yang tidak bekerja di panggung kesenian seperti saya ya? Kadang saya juga berpikir, bila orang-orang yang mendiskriminasikan saya atau yang memanggil saya banci itu mempunyai wawasan yang cukup mengenai kesenian atau filosofi kehidupan, apakah mereka masih akan mengolok-olok saya atau kaum minoritas yang lainnya? Ojo sokempang Janji wong manis Yento among lamis Bece aluwung Braso joni mas Ora agawe juwo Lagu ini menceritakan tentang sikap yang hanya manis di mulut, tapi pada dasarnya berbohong. Jangan mudah janji kalau hanya di bibir saja. Sebaiknya jujur saja dan tidak mengecewakan. The next one will be the English version of the story. Didik was born in Temanggung, Central Java, from a humble family. His father was of Chinese descent, and his mother was Javanese. His paternal grandfather was a Confucianist, and his paternal grandmother was a Christian. His mother's side of the family were Muslims. He himself was raised as a Christian. Having a multicultural background, something that is supposedly unique and enriching, unfortunately caused him to be a minority ever since he was little. And like any other minority, he experienced discrimination. Since Didik was little, he had to change his Chinese name into an Indonesian name. During the colonial times, the Dutch used race and religion to divide the nation of Indonesia. 
This strategy, especially the anti-Chinese sentiment, can still be felt at the present day, used by the Indonesians themselves who want to have power and control, especially in the political and business arena. When Didik went to study in the Dance Academy in 1974, he was often underestimated and was already judged that he would never become successful. Besides his race and religion, his career as an artist also made him a source of ridicule at that time. People called him a pansy, a transgender. He used to make jokes to laugh off those cruel remarks by saying that he was born whole and is still whole until now. Those remarks were made because he danced in cross-gender roles. But after Didik was considered a success and became renowned both locally and internationally, people's perception of him shifted. He was even often considered as a role model who preserves the art of Indonesian dance tradition. Actually, since a long time ago, Indonesia has a rich repertoire of cross-gender dances from different areas, such as in central Java, they have the art of Ketoprak, where in the old days, all the players were male. East Java is known for its ludruk. Bali has the Arja Muani. Muani itself means men. Arja refers to the art itself, which is similar to an opera where the dialogues are sung. Sumatra has Randai, where males play the part of female characters, and they are called Biduan. Then, Sulawesi has the community of Bisu, androgynous and revered shamans or community priests. Even Japan has onagata, which means that men play the role of women in the art of kabuki. There is also takarasuka, where the all-female cast play the roles of both female and male. Besides Japan, India also has the type of cross-gender art in the form of katakali and pujipudi, and also diserakela. In China, the Chinese opera or Peking opera has a role model figure who became a maestro, Mei Lanfang, whose museum is in Beijing. He also played the role of the women in the opera. In 1980, Didik started to create a concept of cross-gender dance which displays two faces, which is now titled Duimuka. He dances with his back to the audience with a mask covering the back of his head. The audience is fooled by thinking that the mask was Didik's covered face. So when he turns around to face the audience, they realize that what they saw before was only an illusion. And when they realize this, usually with the surprise comes laughter and also applause. Hence, that is life and people. We find many hilarity in life like the comedy that Didik performs on stage. People have two faces when they go through their lives acting like actors, as there is a dualism in each person, both masculine and feminine sides, both good and bad sides. And that is also how Didik is. He acts and does comedy to earn his living in the art stage. But how about those who do not work in the art stage like him? Didik sometimes thinks about those who discriminate against him or call him pansy. If only they had enough insight and understanding on art and the philosophy of life, would they still ridicule him or other minorities? Ojo sok kempem 
janji wong manis yen to among lamis bece aluwung rasaja nimas ora agawe The song is about sweet talk, which is based on lies. Do not make promises that you cannot keep. It is better to be honest and not disappoint. This is a story from Kwe Chun An, or Didik Hadi Prayitno, who is more widely known as Didik Nini Towo. He is originally from Temanggung, Central Java, and currently resides in Yogyakarta, Indonesia. Throughout his life, Didik has studied dance extensively, not only from various regions in Indonesia, but he also learned traditional dances from Japan, India, and Spain. His talent and dedication in preserving dance as one of Indonesia's rich culture has made him widely known as an Indonesian maestro in dance and character makeup. His latest work is one that combines the art of makeup and dance with creative visual media as part of the currently trending Lati challenge. Lati is the title of a song which was created by the band Weird Genius, which combines high-tech and traditional Indonesian music. Didik's interpretation of the music has garnered a lot of praise, where he depicted the changes in a woman in a toxic relationship through makeup, face expression, and subtle dance movements. This is one example of his ability as a dance maestro to keep up with the modern style while still staying true to his roots. This is one of our special editions as we face COVID-19 pandemic. We'd like to extend our deep condolences to those who have lost their loved ones. This is definitely a very difficult time for everyone, and we can only hope that soon we all heal as nature flourishes. Probably one day when we look back, we learn how valuable is the time that we have to hug our loved ones, to be kind to our fellow humans, and to thank the sun for shining upon us. I'm Natasha, your host of Speak Indo Podcast, and we would like to thank our guest speakers for sharing their story. If you like the story, please share it with your friends and family. The transcript of the story is available at our blog speakindo.life and our YouTube speakindo channel. You can subscribe to our channel so that you won't miss any upcoming episodes. Thank you for listening and let's share positivity.